Welcome to Heritage at Home, a mini-podcast from Heritage Christian Fellowship designed to bring you encouragement and keep us connected during these unprecedented times. What up, everybody? Thank you for listening. My name is Jared Powell, and I'm one of the pastors on staff at Heritage. And this is the third episode of a little mini-series on theology. Theology what? Yes, theology. Are you feeling like little amateur theologians? Remember, everyone is doing theology. So you might as well be intentional about it. Because your theology matters. It impacts your behavior. And when done well, it can lead you into a deeper understanding of who God is and into a closer, more powerful relationship with Him. Today, I want to give you some basics of how to do theology well. Um, Doing theology is like any other skill. It can be improved. So let's chat about some fundamentals, and then next week we will wrap up the series and apply what we learned to an actual theological topic, which will be the concept of the Trinity. And uh, if theology was a sport, This week is the preparation, the practice, the drilling, and next week will be the game. If you want to take some notes, here are five words to write down. Bible, prayer, sermons, books, people. To be a thoughtful Christian who actively engages in amateur theology, you have to use the Bible. Hopefully this is as obvious as saying ice is cold. I think Every follower of Jesus should read the Bible early and often. So many of us have been conditioned to read the Word in snippets, in the form of a couple verses found in our devotions. This is not necessarily bad, but it is not going to paint a larger, broader understanding of the story. With a grander perspective comes the ability to do more dynamic theology. So read large chunks. Sit down and digest entire letters or gospels in one sitting. Read the same passage over and over. Memorize entire chapters. Look at footnotes and then actually read them. Turn to that part of the Bible. With your personal reading, you might want to have a couple tools or aids to help you along the way. Every Christian would benefit from using good Bible study resources. There are many but let me give you two that I use often. The first one is BibleHub.com. It's a great site and it has all kinds of free tools. There are commentaries, lexicons, and what I like is that you can look up the original language and it tells you about what that word means. If you have some disposable income, you might consider buying a Bible software like Logos. My favorite website of lately is TheBibleProject.com. They have short videos that help paint context on the larger storyline, as well as connecting the dots of great themes in the Bible. Super helpful for developing theology. There are many more websites and tools for Bible study that are out there, so be the smart cow that chews the cud and spits the sticks. The more you read the Bible and develop a well-rounded understanding the more you'll be able to draw connections, build a good theology, 
and also challenge bad theology, your own and of others. One brief example that I want to give is this interesting passage at the end of the Gospel of Mark, and it talks about picking up snakes and drinking deadly poison. Now, there are actually a small number of people that have taken this literally, and their theology leads them to actually handle venomous snakes. Yuck. No thanks. But a thorough reading of scripture would help shed some light. Isaiah speaks of the coming kingdom of God, and and it echoes some of that language. Plus, fallen angels are sometimes described as flying serpents. So if Jesus brought the kingdom of God and the gift of the Holy Spirit, then this passage reminds us that of that and encourages us to not be afraid of the dark forces presently in the world, but who have been defeated. So, little small slice of theology. All of that to say, don't play with rattlesnakes as a sign of your faith. Be a better, more committed Bible reader. So next is prayer. We cannot underestimate the power of direct conversation and connection with the Lord. Many people in our church have been reading Secrets of the Secret Place. And if you've been taking the time to personally interact with God, my guess is that you've learned more about His nature. Maybe you have grown in your understanding of His love, or maybe His grace, or maybe His conviction. Our theology is shaped by our prayer time. If you are interested in God's understanding of communion or what God wants you to believe about sexuality, then ask him. God will guide you. Theologians fail when they try to put God under a microscope and examine him with pins and needles. Exploring theology is more like going on dates with someone you love, you know, to get to know them more and more, and you ask questions and you find out what makes them tick and what they're excited about. Prayer are like little dates with God. He will speak and he'll tell you about himself. Now, whether we want to actually listen to him, that's another story. So pray, pray a lot, pray continuously, and pray as you read your Bible. So the next word, uh, in the last episode, I talked about how we get our theologies and some of what we understand about God comes from sermons. Sermons, when done well, are a wonderful place to learn and grow in your understanding of God. Sermons shape our theology. A good preacher will digest loads of information written by super smart people and then repackage it in a way that is understandable to a wider audience. With the help of the World Wide Web, we have access to thousands, dare I say millions of sermons, both current and from the past. Preaching pastors are part of God's plan to disciple the flock and help shed light to Jesus' followers on a variety of subjects. I have a few pastors that I try to listen to as much as I can find time. And quick tip, I also listen on a 1.5 speed so I can cover a 30-minute message in 20 minutes. And uh, so look for pastors that you like. Explore. Listen to a couple. If they don't catch your ear right away, then ditch them. A quick side note, 
and a reminder about listening to sermons and, and also the next two points of reading books and talking to people. Just like I said earlier about Bible resources, sermons and books on the Bible are not the Bible. They're helpful, but they aren't authoritative in the same way the Bible is in and of itself. Know that not everything you hear or read is accurate or even well put together. Some things sound interesting or may catch your eye, but it may be terrible or heretical or lead you astray. This is why it is so important to study more than one source. Preferably, you study enough sources to get the gist of what is really going on. Example would be like if you're researching the best blender for your kitchen, don't just take the word of the first review you find. But after reading five different review sites, you will start to see patterns and you'll feel more informed. And then if you read 10 sites, you'll be even more informed. You will see that some are not so good and what is good will begin to stand out. Same for theology. That is not to say that you should only read one line of thought. In the practice of doing theology, you should read, study, listen to a diverse crowd of thoughts. Read opinions and papers and books from both sides of an argument. This will only help to strengthen your own understanding. So an example would be, don't be afraid to listen to an Anglican or a Roman Catholic priest teach on the Eucharist. Again, be the wise cow. Remember that the Bible is authoritative. What people do outside of the scriptures can be helpful and challenging, but use wisdom in your exploration. Okay, back to the list. So next is books. Read, read, and read. Reading is so important for doing theology and for being a thoughtful Christian. You can be a very devoted follower of Jesus and not enjoy reading or even do it very often. But if you want to do theology well and you want to be a thoughtful Christian, I suggest you read. Buy books, share books, go to the library, get books on tape. There is no substitute for turning pages. I don't need to go into all the benefits of reading. All I can say is it is super helpful for packaging ideas that are often widespread throughout the Bible. So, to do theology well, it is extremely helpful if you get into the Bible, take time to pray, listen to sermons, read books on the topics you're interested in, and lastly, just talk to people. Put on a pot of tea, brew some coffee, grab your favorite drink, and chat it up. Share with people you trust what challenges you. What have you been thinking about? What confuses you? It is so helpful to process out loud with others. Find people who believe what you believe and then find people who don't. Ask questions, make statements, and then be ready to be wrong and make adjustments. If you have a perspective of being secure in Christ and a desire to be a lifelong learner, then you don't have to be threatened by people who don't think like you. So get out there and explore. I mean, it's like everything. The more you do it, the more comfortable you'll feel. And there's really no wrong way of doing theology as long as you keep kind of grounding yourself in some of these fundamentals. So 
These are just a few steps that I think are important for doing theology well. Next week, in the final episode of this little mini-series, we are going to practice some theology, and we're going to talk about the theology of the Trinity. So this week, check out your Bibles, listen to some sermons on it, and see what you come up with. And next week, we'll do it a little bit together. Till then, be a thoughtful Christian. Peace. Thank you for listening. For more information, go to heritagesc.org.